The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Ready to learn to be a mass marketing mastermind? Take some notes from the godfathers of mass distribution. You're about to get schooled on how to be inboxed. You've got, you've got, you've got, you've got mail. Our hosts will show you how to deliver on email marketing strategies without going postal. Welcome the hosts of Inboxed, the click father of email, Kevin DiVincenzi, and the original Fab Fondy, Fab Fondy J, John Fondy. Hey, and welcome again to yet another edition of Inboxed Radio. First of all, Brasco, can you hear me okay? Yes, I think I can. Yeah, sounds okay, right. Okay, great. Got a little sound check going on here right in the very beginning. And, of course, this is our September 30th show. And this is, of course, InboxedRadio.com. If you have not been to InboxedRadio.com, we encourage you to go there. There's going to be some interactive stuff that we're going to talk about that's going to be on that particular site. And there is a chat room that you can go into there. But you can deliver questions to us here on the Inboxed Radio Show. On the Inboxed Radio Show, we have a lot of opinions that we kind of throw around on the show. And that's just what they are. And everybody does have one. I think this is going to be a great show as we kind of discuss a few segments here. Today we'll be talking a little bit with uh, Hank Burgoyne of uh, Cronenberger and Burgoyne. LLP. They're an internet law firm based in San Francisco, California. And we're going to be talking about the much anticipated topic of flogging. And uh, what we did is we had the industry itself sort of give us their thoughts last week. And now we want to touch on the legal aspect of the false advertising from the traditional side to the internet side. And again, if you're just joining us, uh, if you are listening to us on webmasterradio.fm, they have a chat room as well. And Brasco would monitoring that one. We... Uh, we would we would uh, like to encourage you guys to go ahead and put some live questions up there. We'll try to answer those questions live here on the air. And also, if you go to Inbox to Radio, that's Inbox to B-O-X-E-D Radio dot com. You can go into that chat room and you can give us those questions. We'll answer those as will our experts that we have on the show. will answer those questions and we'll also take any other questions from. Uh, from last week. Just a little housekeeping for all the guys. We've got a lot of people that are going to be coming in on the phone. I can hear the keyboards in the background. I can hear the IM bells in the background. So if you guys could help me out there, we'll try to clean the show up the best we possibly can. Also, today we're going to be checking in with Dr. Delivery. We're going to find out uh, just where our Where's Waldo World Traveler is this week. And we've got a hot show topic, one that is, uh, I understand, Fabrasco has really been raising some attention, not only in their chat room, but in ours as well. And the topic today, very simply put, is email marketing dead. So kicking off their shoes and putting their feet up on the round table today is, of course, Ryan Eagle. He's the 21-year-old owner of Eagle Web Assets Incorporated. Now, that's an umbrella corporation that handles everything from web advertising to outsourcing management for small business. More about Ryan here in just a moment. And defending the email side of the business is David and Lori Beasley. They come to us from Beasley Direct, and we're glad to have them on the show. We also have Christopher James Bryan. He's from Email Direct. And also Randy Mitchelson from National Web Leads. They're all going to be with us, and so we're just going to kind of go head-to-head with the industry and sort of find out really where this industry is going and then on our next show we're going to have we're going to have a gentleman on the show that's going to talk about the reality of what we talked about today so we always try to keep ourselves in check and we always try to keep it fresh 
and keep it poignant and go to the industry experts so it's all not just the opinion of those here involved in Inboxed Radio. And as I said before, you're going to hear a lot of opinions. That's just what they are. You'll hear a lot of facts that are going to come out, and that's why we do go to the industry professionals. Also, we're going to have uh, a few email un- fun facts that are going to take place. And we're also going to talk about the third annual No Bull Party at AdTech. This is the unofficial kickoff party in New York City. We're going to be talking a little bit more about that as well. Right now, I want to take a moment. I want to slap on the rubber glove and call into the operating room the doctor of delivery. He's the doctor, Adam Young. Doc, how are you today? I'm great, John. Always a pleasure. All right. Well, listen, very quickly, over the last two months, take us through the Waldo map on where you have been and where you're at right now. I started in Las Vegas, headed out to L.A., flew to Tokyo, did a two-week tour through uh, most of the major cities in Japan, and then headed to Hong Kong and Gangzhou, and then flew into Bangkok and and headed down to Koh Samui, beautiful little island off the... uh, eastern coast of Thailand, and this morning I landed in uh, Phuket, or some like to call it Fuck It, but uh, it's Phuket, it's on the western side of Thailand, and uh, I'm in a a beautiful hotel suite overlooking the ocean, and uh, a couple minutes ago I was just hanging out waiting for the show in in a jacuzzi on my balcony. Ooh! Well, that sounds that sounds great, boy. You've got uh, you probably have some phone numbers in that Rolodex of yours now, then, don't you? <laughs> yeah, too bad that they don't speak English, John. Yeah, that, that is so true. So, how much longer are you going to be out there? And are you finding it difficult to do what you do for a living, uh, being being in in the uh, Asian communities? It's tough. Um, to work uh, on the other side of the planet. I mean, right now I'm 13 hours in the future. It's uh, you know a little past four in the morning, and uh, I've been I've been working all up until now. So my hours are a little bit crazy, but uh, I, I managed to get what I need to done. I have two laptops here with me, and most places that I stay um, are very Western, very very nice, and have high speed internet. But it's it's a little bit tricky to do communication. With uh, with the United States and and other countries that I do business with, and and it's messed up my sleeping schedule. But I've been able to keep things rolling and and get all of our new projects up and running, and so uh, that's it's good news because I'll be over here until November eighteenth, John. Well, that's great. We can't wait for you to settle back down here as well. Obviously, not very good Asian food in Detroit, so you had to go travel to get it. So make sure you bring back a little bit to all of us as well. And uh, you sound a lot better, so you, you, must, you must, must be resting well. Yeah, yeah. I think I had a minor touch of malaria last week. I don't know what was going on, but I'm definitely awake, and uh, I'm excited to be on the show today. And um, uh, it's just it's good. I'm on vacation. I'm, I'm living the dream, John. Well, yeah, stop drinking out of the gutter and that malaria will go away. (laughs) I've just been hanging out with your mom. (laughs) I figured we'd probably get there, you know, unfortunately. uh, Dr. Uh, She says a lot of nice things about you as well, too. Hey, speaking of nice things about people, also on the phone with me today is the click father, uh, Kevin G. Vincenzi. Kevin, we got a big, uh, some big activity that's coming up in New York City, coming up here near the end of September, first part of November. That sounds like it's going to be the biggest and the best that it's always been. Absolutely, John. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing good. You sound great. Good, good. 
Um, so basically, we're doing our third annual No Bull Party on, uh, I think it's November 3rd. I have to double check with Anthony. Um, at Johnny, uh, Johnny Utah's The Only Mechanical Bull in New York City. Um, so we'll be doing that party again, our third annual. Sign up early. Go to uh, xy7.com forward slash no bull to sign up. We've got a Facebook fan page as well uh, where you can sign up. Um, the lines are always pretty deep 40, 50 people at a time waiting in line, and that's early in the night. So I would definitely RSVP so you can get on the list to get in uh, earlier. Um, in regards to sponsors, we do have, I think, two sponsorships left. So I think, John, you're in charge of that. So just contact John Fondy if you're interested in sponsoring a banner inside the bull ring. Um, 702-216-4001 for John Fondy or John at xy7.com, J-O-N. Yeah, that's true. We, we also have got some uh, private, uh, super secret, super private VIP tables. We also have a super secret, super private VIP lounge that comes complete with its own bar, and it's stocked with free cocktails as well, too. So there's a lot of layers and a lot of elements to getting involved with XY7. And, of course, we will have, of course, the only bikini bull riding uh, championship that takes place, and I'm excited to emcee that event. And, and Brasco, you're going to be there with me again this year, if I'm not mistaken. We'll be broadcasting that live like we did last year. That was a lot of fun. As far as I know, um, uh, that's where I want to be, but I haven't been given my assignment for New York yet. Mm-hmm. I'll go ahead I, and I was uh, Brasco. Well, I was in Florida a week and a half ago with uh, people that we all know from Webmaster Radio, and they confirmed that you guys will be at the event. Oh, no. I- I'm sure that I just want to make sure I get there to go there, too. Oh, looks you like said, the rest oh, of you. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Yeah, in fact, there's actually some uh, Facebook Facebook pictures up of you and me doing the event from last year, and we were having we were having a great time with. It. But yeah, again, a lot of unique uh, unique sponsorships, not just typical banners and things of that nature. We've got shot glasses, um, we've got bottle service, uh, we've got hats and shirts on the actual ladies that are going to be riding the bull. So a lot of really fun sponsorship stuff this year, Kevin. And, and John, uh, I think a lot belly shots again too, right? That, that's that's correct. Actually, I am cool. going to be doing those, and Adam Young is going to be drinking them off of my belly button, so you're going to want to be right. there to see that as well, too. But, uh, your your I, mom's I think, slated to win the contest, right, John? No, she's still going to probably stay in Thailand cleaning up after you, as a matter of fact. So, anyway... Um, Kevin, the one thing I wanted to say was a lot these sponsorships that I noticed at the No Bull Party are completely different than the typical sponsorships you see at parties where you'll just see maybe a slideshow or you see a banner. Um, there's there's even one that uh, that I saw in there that was really unique, and that's a after party no hangover sponsorship that you can get as well too. So I really commend you, uh, Kevin, for putting together some great sponsorships and. We've got a lot of people involved in this party. Well, definitely. We've been doing parties, as you know, John, for almost nine years in this industry. Um, you know, and, and it's kind of gotten away from us a little bit the past few years for the main party. Um, so we figured let's just concentrate on our party, which is a no-bull party, and, uh, and throw a bigger and better party year after year. And, you know, last year was bigger than the year. The first year and this year will be absolutely amazing. Um, and then we're working on some, I can't, I can't mention, but some, uh, some adult models as well to be able to um, be at the... Uh, as part of the uh, the contest and festivities, um, and that's that's pretty much almost done. So uh, it'll it'll be a ver- very interesting and uh, great show. 
Yeah, so again, go to xy7.com forward slash no bull to get signed up for that because it, uh, it, is, it is sold out all year round and sometimes it takes a while to get in. So we're going to want you to be a part of that as well. So anyway, that kind of takes care of a little bit of the housekeeping as far as things here in the inboxed uh, radio department. Inboxed radio will be broadcasting live uh, from AdTech this year as well. So we'll, we'll be looking forward to doing our show there as well. Let's go ahead now and jump into uh, our show topic today is, is email marketing dead and uh, so it gives me really great pleasure to to take a moment to basically as I talked about with us Ryan Eagle is with us he's 21 year old older Eagle web assets and he's going to be weighing out on the explosive growth of the social side of our industry and also on the other side of the industry we are going to be talking um, with uh, Lori and David Beasley and they're the founders of Beasley direct marketing they're a full service direct marketing agency and they uh, they help people with customers they provide copy design programming kind of all the way around but I had a chance to chat with them a little bit on the phone and and of course uh, very active uh, in the in the DMA as well and of course we've got uh, the, the DMA joining us in several different areas as well so I want to thank Lori and David for being with us as well too um, the uh, and then also we have with us Randy Mitchelson Randy uh, he's uh, comes to us out of out of Florida his company is National Web Leads, and they're an internet lead generation service matching consumer finance lenders with customers. And then also we've got Chris Bryan, and he's been involved in the online marketing industry for 10 years, and he originally co-founded Bluestream Media, and um, he also co-founded the email marketing solution provider, and his company is Email Direct. So hey, I want to thank everybody for joining us uh, here and as we get started, I think uh, the, one of the hottest, the hottest topic is is the social media that's going on out there. And uh, a couple of people have commented uh, on this as well, and uh, particularly Nielsen. Uh, John Gibbs is the VP of Media Analytics at Nielsen, and he says that uh, according to the preliminary data from Nielsen, it actually appears that social media – uh, it makes people consume more email, not yes, less than they had assumed. So we're going to go ahead now uh, and take take the the comments of Nielsen, who broke the online population into four groups, and uh, those social groups of of social media consumption, along with minutes and all of that. And he also says that there are more robust approaches, so they're trying to keep it straightforward. So keeping it straightforward, now let's go ahead and go to our resident expert, Ryan Eagle. Ryan, let's go ahead and, and take a little bit of your perspective uh, on the topic, is email dead? Hey, guys, how's it going? Um, I personally enjoy so- social media and media buying a lot more. I also, own a, I also own a network, and I find these two markets easier for newer affiliates to jump into because they can start with a smaller amount of money. And you can hit, obviously, Facebook, MySpace, are obviously the two biggest social networks, and start with a small amount of money, target the specific demographics that you want, and drive users to the products that you want. Um, I, find, I find that email t- people trying to jump into email marketers, even people with a lot of capital, newer affiliates that have capital and time to invest, they, they find it a lot more difficult. I'm not sure if it's necessarily dead, but as a network owner, I see significant amount of, of, of more traffic from social media and media buying. The scalability aspect is uh, also a big advantage to these two sources of traffic. As, as there's essentially unlimited amounts of traffic available on the internet. If you keep reinvesting your money over and over and over again, you can buy more and more media and scale your campaigns to uh, be be huge. 
But what about learning curve, Ryan? It's it's the click father because you know, like yesterday, a lot of us here watched a webinar um, about media buying, and you know, one of the things that they advised was, oh, well, spend a thousand dollars here and a thousand there, and you're most likely going to lose most of it um, until you find out your niche, and all you're doing is gathering data. And some guys were saying that they lose, you know, five or ten thousand dollars on a campaign before. Uh, before uh, making money, and actually, Doctor Delivery, I'll tell you as well too. I think uh, Adam, what is your is it ten thousand dollars you you uh, put on each campaign to test? Is that your budget? Yeah, depending on where it goes. I mean, some of the, the major traffic sources we buy from require us to do you know upwards of forty and fifty thousand dollars a test. Right, but I'm saying, what does it take for you to to be able to know if a market's even going to work? How much money does it take? Not even on a large scale. Just, like just Ryan said, it, it depends. In social, it can be very cheap. In, in media okay. buying, it can be it can be huge. Okay, can you define the difference between social and media buying for our listeners so they understand? Whereas on social media, you can start up with a budget of fifty dollars and find out a successful campaign, and turn fifty in a matter of two weeks into five hundred dollars. You know what I mean? You can start sure. small and find out what's working on social. And the advantage of social is if it works on social, it's usually going to work on a media buying source. So you can, once you have the capital to invest into media buying, you can scale it over. But until you have that capital, you can still make immense amounts of money from social, which is simply a self-serve PPC or CPM-based model with budgets that you can set for yourself. Thank you, Ryan. We're going to go ahead and bring in David and Lori Beasley. Go ahead and get your take on what you've heard up to this point. Uh, And welcome to the show. Nice to have both of you out with us. Thank you. I'll, Thank I'll jump in on that. Um, I, I don't think it's either or. I think it's, uh, you know, the complementary uh, aspect of what each one is best at doing. I, I think that social media is a great way to draw in people on the medium that they feel comfortable on and they're, they're, they're interacting on. And uh, social media can be a great way to build your email list and bring people in, uh, and once you have them on, on your email list, you can begin to nurture them through the email. Um, we're finding that prospecting via email is very, very difficult and expensive, and so social media may be a great way to uh, build your, 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 your prospect list, and then you can nurture them through email. Excellent. Um, and just about one minute before we head, head to the break, uh, David, your comments as well. Well, yeah, there's no doubt that you know social media is exploding and uh, is becoming more and more popular all the time. But uh, you have to have email as well. Even now, our, our um, own business shows that uh, they, they all work hand in hand. And so I wouldn't say email is dead at all. But I, in fact, like you said with Nielsen, uh, email may even be enhanced by social media rather than be replaced by it. Okay, very good. What we're going to do now is uh, we're going to take uh, just a, uh, a little bit. Again, if you just joined our show, our topic today is uh, is email marketing dead. We've got some of the industry experts that um, are going to be kind of taking both sides of that and, and uh, giving us information. 
information that they have. And of course, coming up a little bit later on near the end of the show, we're going to have Hank Burgoyne of Cronenberger and Burgoyne. And we're going to be talking about uh, flogging and the, the aspect of false advertising from the traditional side to the internet side. So stick around with us. We've got the industry team. They're going to be sticking around with us as well. When we come back, we're going to heat it up a little bit more on inboxedradio.com. I'm the big fabu, John Fondy. We'll be right back right after these short messages. Stay with us, won't you? Time to flood some more inboxes. Inboxed will return after this. XYZ in the affiliate market. Are you an affiliate? If yes, you'll pay me. No if, ands, or maybes. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up is a flash. Quickly convert the click into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Because this is what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money is what you need. Indeed, you can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. Even from the state of the art tracking. Ready to start? You can do it a couple ways. 866-XY7-PAYS. It's cold free. Tell me what you're waiting on. So log on to XY7.com. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. Here's your bill. Thank you so much, guys. Hey, it's all right. I'll take care of the tab, Jason. Well, thanks, Dave. How are you doing so well these days? It seems everyone's in a pinch for cash. RevenueWire.com, that's how. RevenueWire? Yeah, RevenueWire.com is an all-in-one platform offering affiliates high-demand software from top-notch PC utility merchants. With 75% commissions, twice-monthly payouts, incredibly accurate analytics tools, RevenueWire is making me more money today than I did in the last few years put together. Even in this economy? Especially in this economy. RevenueWire has a ton of great products to meet the demand. I'm telling you, this network is recession-proof. RevenueWire, the recession-proof network platform. For more information, visit RevenueWire.com today. That's RevenueWire.com. Your company's website sucks. You know it. Everybody knows it. So get a to-do list to fix it. On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7. Analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it. So that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash ontarget. PPC Rockstars will take you to the promised land of PPC Profit. Live broadcast Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. It's time to start jamming and spamming again with the princes of PageRank, the heroes of HTML, the sultans of Cirque, SEO rock stars, Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, only on webmasterradio.fm. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. Stay ahead of the trends with Affiliate Marketing Insider. Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Your company's website sucks. You know it. 
Everybody knows it. So get a to-do list to fix it. On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7. Analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it. So that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash on target. Looking for a new way to build backlinks and traffic back to your website? Then look no further than the quickest and easiest way to blast your article to over 30,000 subscribers at the click of a mouse. Introducing ArticleSender.com, the world's premier article distribution service. With ArticleSender.com, you can submit your prize-winning piece to thousands of promising publishers and article directories craving for fresh content. ArticleSender.com also provides premium services so that your article is SEO, SEO ready. Plus, we provide express editorial review for rush delivery of your submissions within 24 to 48 hours. Article distribution at its easiest. One form, one click, thousands of results. Get your free account today at articlesender.com. That's article, S-E-N-D-E-R.com. You're back with the godfathers of mass distribution on Inbox, only on webmasterradio.fm. And welcome back. This is uh, the big Fabu John Fondi inside the Palatial Studio here at uh, InboxRadio.com in Las Vegas, Nevada. Welcoming all of our participants uh, on the show here. For those of you that are listening, and I'm getting a little bit of uh, some uh, some feedback here, uh, I want to let a couple of people know that are going to be checking in with this, particularly Hank Burgoyne. Uh, we're going to clear up a couple of lines for Hank here in just a little bit, and also um, we are going to uh, we're going to talk a little bit with another gentleman that's on the on our show right now. He's from National Webleys, Randy Mitchelson. Randy, I want you to go ahead and chime chime in here a little bit, and uh, we'll. Get your take on on this, and then what we'll do is have one of you drop off to let Chris drop in as well. So, uh, Randy, thank you so much uh, for being on the show with us here today. Randy from National Web Leads. Tell me, is email marketing dead? It's dead. I appreciate being here. Uh, from our perspective, email is definitely thriving. Um, as long as companies make a commitment to do email the right way and avoid what, what uh, uh, we hear some people call mindless marketing or just sending out uh, advertisements, to as many boxes as possible to see what will stick. Um, if, as long as companies are willing to uh, focus on establishing a brand and developing quality content and doing uh, very aggressive data hygiene with their lists, then uh, email uh, can be a very effective revenue channel for them. And then the social media channels that have been mentioned, like Twitter and Facebook, can become uh, very good complementary tools to tie in with your brand and do some uh, low-cost, uh, acquisition of of new subscribers, as was mentioned earlier. Well, earlier uh, on the sh- on the show, uh, Ryan had mentioned that uh, you know he, that it's he's capable of taking fifty dollars and turning it into five hundred dollars. Let's talk about some returns on some investments that you can make from the email side. Sure. Well, everything is offer dependent, I mean, um, and you got to have some very. Uh, do some, just like anything else, any other marketing campaign, you want to do some good testing, A-B testing uh, with different lists before you make any, any uh, big commitments. Um, with uh, our Daily Dollar Newsletter, which is, uh, which is our strategy and technique for, for, for emailing, we, we target uh, con- uh, consumer finance uh, advertisements tied to professionally written uh, consumer finance, personal finance articles that help people uh, quickly learn facts and to help them make good choices 
for themselves. And you can see uh, uh, earnings, uh, what we define as these CPMs, um, you know, anywhere from, a, from a, a few dollars per thousand to, to $20, $25 are up per thousand. So you can definitely see a very effective ROI in the email channel as well, as long as uh, you execute uh, the strategies that were mentioned before as far as the data hygiene and, and, you know, not just sending, blindly sending out as many ads to as many people as possible to see what sticks. Uh, Ryan Eagle, um, is, is, that your, is that your take on it, or are we going to see email basically go away? I, don't, I wouldn't say that email is going away, but for the new affiliate, how is the new affiliate going to be able to afford servers, IP addresses, the whole complex uh, process of inboxing, buying the list? To me, that doesn't turn, sound like something you can turn $50 into. That sounds a little bit more expensive for somebody new. Now, I, I, wouldn't, I also agree with whoever talked earlier that you can complement social media with gathering emails and, and uh, emailing to them, and I have done that on several landing pages. But I just, like I said earlier, for a newer affiliate, you can start with a small budget and scale it up. And the scalability on campaigns for experienced affiliates is almost unlimited, especially if you get access to, to sites like ppc.bz, Right Media Exchange, and other, and other great websites. Okay, excellent, excellent. Um, going back, uh, Lori, let's go ahead and go back to you and, and take the full gamut here. We're kind of waiting for Chris to get back. On there. Um, again, let's uh, maybe you, you're on the Laura, you're on the creative side, and uh, and then also your husband David is on the technical side. Let's get some insight from your side. They uh, linked out on us for a second, so ask me the question. I can't remember it. No, I, I said <laughs> I said you. Yeah, let me let me go ahead the, and weigh uh, in here. This is Dave. Uh, you know, Randy makes a good point. Email is still good. Email is alive as long as it's done right. And as long as you, as they said, you do everything right with your list and all that sort of thing, you're going to be all right. But you also have to make sure that your emails themselves can get through the seven types of spam filters out there and also display consistently in people's browsers. You'll get a lot better response. Um, You can mitigate the cost of IP addresses and things like your own servers. If you use a good email broadcast utility, an ASP model, where you're using pretty much sending from their IP address, and most of these are uh, whitelisted with the ISPs, so you're you're good in that vein as well. What kind of cost could you get into with something like that? And and, and before you answer that question, Kevin, go ahead and jump in there. Well, my my, my uh, question was, you know, or my, my comment, email is more of a fixed cost. So once you have your IPs, you got them whitelisted, you have your bandwidth, your servers, um, and and your list or your list management agreements. It's a very fixed cost. Ryan, I, I buy social media myself as well, as you know. Um, y- your profit margins go up and down dramatically depending on what type of uh, competition you have out there, who else is buying the campaign, et cetera. So, I mean, do, do you find that it's still as stable? I mean, at least you have the stability with email that we know that if we have a, a list that we're dropping to consistently, we'll make between X and X. Um, I, I don't find that with social. I mean, you know, we've got you know, days with 40, 50, 60% returns and days with you know, 5% return of days that have a loss because something happened, a click bot or something that didn't convert the same way. Um, so risk to reward wise, you know, it may take a little bit more money in email to get set up, but I mean, I, I think that the uh, the return and the longevity of that is so much better. I mean, have you found a lot of longevity in the campaigns that you promote, Ryan? 
I've been promoting CPA non-email since 2005, and I've been extremely successful with it. I don't disagree with you regarding the ups and downs of the market, but that just means that you have to stay on your feet. And sure. once you once you master one campaign, you should try a different one. The biggest risk is not taking one. And, uh, you know, I, I obviously do the same thing. I have a campaign that's running great, and it, it just dies. And there's really, you know, you really have to analyze what happened, happens with that campaign or find a new one. And it's really, a, it's really a, 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 something you can't just press a button and let, and let it run. I don't know if email right. marketing is like that. I don't think it is. I mean, wonder if your IP yeah. address is good blacklisted or something like that, and your entire business model's in, you know, disarray, for example. There's really no pure, you know, stable uh, way to make money in that, really any industry, let alone Internet advertising. You just constantly the need to that I've always, survive. The issues that I've heard consistently from our clients uh, related to affiliate marketing, which they don't seem to have as much of a problem from, from it with the social marketing and the email marketing, especially people who have opted in, is the quality of the leads. They, they feel like they have to wade through a lot of junk, uh, which takes, you know, obviously salespeople's hours uh, to read through the licky-loos to find the real gold in there, whereas someone who's come through a social media page uh, outlet and you know, gone to a website, registered their email address as a much more qualified lead and um, increases the ROI on the campaigns. Okay, well, great. What I'm going to do right now, I want to thank David and Laura Beasley of Beasley Direct for, for uh, jumping in. I'd love to have you guys back on uh, the call. We're at an all-time record here in terms of the number of people that we actually have on the call. And uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, and hang up David and, and Lori as well uh, so that we can go ahead and have our other two guests jump on because we're at our line capacity. But before we go, Randy, I want you to take the next 30 seconds and, and jump in and, and give us some final thoughts on there before we say goodbye to Randy Mitchelson of National Webleys. Randy, go ahead. Well, thanks very much. I, I think that you know, six months ago, we were not in the emailing business, and uh, I think uh, the Delhi Dollar is a testament to if you do things right, uh, you can do things uh, with, with very little investment uh, and, and get things up and running very quickly. Uh, just in five, in five months' time, we've, we've achieved our whitelisting. Uh, we've established a brand. We are now a trusted advisor delivering consistent uh, news and personal finance tips um, to, to our readers. And the ISPs, um, you know, recognize that. And we don't even necessarily have to have whitelisting because of the quality of our content. And I think that's the lesson for any business, large or small, um, is to, you know, leverage email for the things that it, it can do well. People are still going to work every day and starting and ending their days by reading email. Um, and, you know, social media like Facebook and, and others are things that they play around with on their cell phones at night or at lunchtime. Um, email is still a very uh, low-cost and effective channel that uh, you can generate a lot of revenue from. Well, great. Thank you so much. Again, we want to thank uh, David and Lori Beasley from Beasley Direct and also Randy Mitchelson from National Web Leads. We're going to go ahead and have you guys hang up so we can then go ahead and get Hank and also Chris in. Uh, Chris, um, Christopher James Bryan, he's from Email Direct. We're going to have him uh, jump in in a second. But, Ryan, I want to jump back over to you. Um, from what I understand about this, that you just don't uh, you don't use the social net social marketing and set, no social networks just for social. You actually make a good living at it. Uh, let's talk about that living that you make doing exactly the opposite of maybe what Randy just talked about. 
Coming up in just uh, just a moment after our next break, we are going to be getting Hank Burgoyne on the phone. And go to the inboxradio.com website because we have uh, we have some some examples of some flogging that we want you to go to and take a look at there as Hank uh, kind of explains that to us a little bit. But um, again, I mean. Th- you know the cost effectiveness of it, Adam. You're, you know, you you know how to do this email stuff pretty well, and and uh, and I know that uh, that you do well in in social. I mean, is one is one better than the other, or is there a distinct difference between the two? John, you know, the cost effectiveness of email really boils down to the create the creative uh, aspect of the affiliate. If you can generate a really great viral campaign to get a list, uh, you only need one IP address as long as you don't burn it and half a page of PHP code to, to market to even a couple hundred thousand people. And hey, that perfect. would cost almost nothing. Hey, perfect and, and great answer. Uh, on, the, on the line with us now is Christopher James Bryan. He's been involved in the online marketing industry for nearly 10 years. He co-founded Bluestream Media. That's an online media and marketing company. And uh, he's now providing email marketing services to hundreds of online marketers. And uh, even works with the California Lottery. Chris, sorry about the the tie up on the on the technical side. Thanks for hanging in there with us, and really glad to have you on the show. Uh, no problem, John. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, we are talking about the fact that uh, that that there's some people up there that say that email marketing is dead. Uh, let's hope not, because it seems to me that email direct has really grown into a, a full service ESP, and you're continuing to develop. Yeah. So, you, what's your take on what's taking place, and uh, and maybe contradicting a little bit what Ryan had to say? Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, I'm glad, happy to be here, and uh, uh, I mean, I'm chomping at the bit to jump in here. I mean, the the idea that email marketing is dead. Uh, it's just absolutely ludicrous to me. Um, as far as comparing email marketing to, you know, some of the social media uh, opportunities that exist out there, uh, I think it's apples and oranges. And uh, something to note about email is that it's a perfect multi-channel uh, plug-in for all the different types of uh, marketing that you may or may not be doing right now. Uh, I think one of the biggest misconceptions people have with email that, that, uh, that aren't into it yet is that it's an acquisition tool. And, and, and that's, that, that's uh, I think, what gets a lot of new email marketers in trouble is they go out there and they say, okay, I want to get all these new customers. And they use email marketing as an acquisition tool. And email marketing is best used as a conversion tool and a customer retention tool as uh, a remarketing uh, vehicle. Uh, but, I mean, the idea that email marketing is dead is absolutely ludicrous. I mean, you can read any study out there. If you just Google email marketing stats, I mean, you come across numerous reports. I mean, the DMA does a study every year, and, uh, and, and this year they determined that in 2008, $48.34 was made for every one single dollar spent on email marketing. So, I mean, where else are you going to get that kind of return on investment? Email marketing is crushing in, in terms of ROI. Well, I wish I could say every dollar I spent on advertising, I made 50, I made 50 bucks back. That, is, that unfortunately isn't the case. Um... You know, I, you know, I like email, I like social marketing and media buying because of the scalability aspect of it. In addition to the in, in addition to the profits I return, I see let's say an average sixty seventy percent return on my campaigns. Sometimes I get lucky, get a hundred two hundred percent return on a, on a media buying campaign or something like that. But those are far and few between. Like I said, I don't know if you heard me. I dropped off. I've been doing this since two thousand five. I've been adapting since then to the new campaigns and the new trends from mobile to email submits to rebuilds to all that fun stuff. 
You know, I wouldn't. I, I couldn't say I ever did a flog in my life before because I think somebody in uh, the Attorney General of Illinois may be a little pissed if I said that. But, um, you know, I live a pretty lavish lifestyle. I'm sitting in my car right now, hundred thousand dollar plus car. Life is good. Twenty two years old. And I've never once touched email marketing. Well, that's a, that's the exact reason why we uh, why we had this topic is email marketing dead. Uh, really, a lot of kudos going out to you, Ryan. Um, I want you to uh, be be safe while you're out there. Whatever you're doing right now, uh, just make sure that you support your community and uh, make sure that uh, hey, you get that you build that Rolodex as big so big you can choke a horse with it. Thanks again, Ryan Engel, for being with us. Have a nice right. day, guys. Peace. Thanks. Okay. All right. What we're going to do now is we're going to go ahead and uh, bring in. I want to thank. Uh, I want to thank Chris. Uh, sorry, Chris. So you know for having you chime in a little bit too late here um, because of the topic here. But you did a great job, Chris. Can we have you back on the show again? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love it, guys. Just give me a call anytime. Okay, great. Hey, good work, and then all the kudos out there to uh, to your company at Email Direct as well. We're going to take a short break right now. I'll give you a chance to kind of clean out the lines here a little bit, uh, answer, get some of the, the the chats out of the chat room so we can pick up on that. When we come back, uh, we're going to do a little field trip. We'll take a little field trip to the inboxradio.com website. We're going to be talking with Hank Burgoyne of Cronenberger Burgoyne. They're an intellect law firm based in San Francisco. Um, he's on the line now, and we're going to go ahead and take a break from from. Uh, our commercial take our commercial break when we come back we're going to talk about the anticipated topic of flogging how it applies to ryan eagle and other people in the industry so again on the big fabu john fondy we'll be right back right after a couple of short messages brasco go ahead and take it away time to flood some more inboxes inbox will return after this do you consider yourself a super affiliate? Then listen up. One of the most trusted names in affiliate marketing since 2003, XY7.com, has now launched XY7Elite.com, a private invitation-only affiliate program run by super affiliates for super affiliates. Enjoy private tested offers, weekly deposits right to your bank account or XY7 debit card, XY7 VIP concierge service, limousine transportation to and from major industry events, and the status of being one of the elite publishers. XY7 Elite is not for everyone as you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements. Think you've got what it takes to be elite? Go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000. 702-216-4000. Did you know? 99designs is a leading marketplace for graphic design on the internet. Did you know? 99designs connects you to a community of over 35,000 designers who compete to do the best work for you. Did you know? 99designs allows you to post projects for logo design, web page design, t-shirt design, and more. Did you know? 99designs projects need an average of over 70 different design options for a price that you set. 99designs. When designers compete, you win. Jim Hedger and Dave Davies bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Webcology. Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You're back with the Godfathers of Mass Distribution on Inbox, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And welcome back. This is the Big 
Babu, John Fundy, uh, thanking, of course, all of our guests that checked in on our topic today is email marketing dead. I think we got uh, a little point, counterpoint there, uh, literally from uh, from a 21-year-old millionaire to people that have been working the business and doing very well, the same millions that they've made on the email site. Um, the click father, I want you to go ahead and close that out with some, with some comments that we were talking about during the break. Yeah, well, I mean, you look at it this way. I mean, like I said, I, I, on top of the email uh, marketing that I do, um, I do some media buying as well. And to me, it's almost like day trading. I mean, you're constantly moving up and down. You're, you're chasing a moving target. Um, it's all risk to reward. Um, the, the numbers that are involved to make a substantial amount of money are a lot more. It's not, you know, t- taking nothing away from Ryan Eagle is success, but it's not the $50 campaign that's going to make you independently wealthy. Um, there's a lot more money that, that has to be expended and your tests become a lot more expensive. In email, if you know, if I'm making a thousand dollars a day on one of my lists and I happen to to drop a bomb and I only have a two hundred dollar return, I do lose the projected income of eight hundred dollars a day, but I'm not losing hence hard money, whereas if I have a bomb on social networking, it could be tens of thousands of dollars. Um, so I think that the risk to reward it, it may cost a little bit more to get involved in email marketing, but it's much more sustainable as opposed to the craziness. Um, you know, an email, I go, I, I drop a campaign, I know it's dropped, that's it. I mean, I've got my monitors up to make sure my web pages work, et cetera, et cetera. In social, it's constant. I mean, I'm constantly refreshing. I mean, I work off eight screens now, so I'm doing my, my social buys. Um, you know, you're constantly watching it just, you know, by the minute as it, as it refreshes to make sure it's just still, uh, you know, still making money and where you're making money and, and day partying. And there's all these different things. So it's a much more intensive, uh, you know, um, thing that you have to do so i mean for for sustainability i would definitely say email is the way to go email is not dead um and and is what what i would uh, recommend for people to get involved in social media is more for the uh for the gambler at heart or somebody that just wants very big gains but they're also willing to risk a lot well, uh, and final words right now uh, with uh, with the doctor. I tell you, if you don't spend that money wisely, you could definitely turn into the re- the recipient of a great proctologist. Uh, your final thoughts on that, doctor? Well, you know, uh, I had a new campaign that I had to spend a rather large amount of money to get moving um, a couple days ago, John, and I ended up losing twenty thousand dollars in thirty six hours. So. When it comes to media buying, you can lose a lot of money really quick. When it comes to email, you're a lot safer when it comes to your return on investment. Well, great. Thank you so much. A great, great topic. Great, great uh, people checking in, industry leaders, and of course, really good comments from the doctor and also the click father as well, too. Um, last week, we, we talked a little bit about the, the, what was, has been going on in the industry and the topic that is known better as flogging. We had the industry talk about it a little bit more uh, in detail, and now what we want to do is get the legal side of that. And I'm really happy to have on our show today uh, Hank Burgoyne of Cronenberger and Burgoyne. They're an internet law firm based in San Francisco, California, and we are going to be talking about, about the flogging. So let's talk now a little bit. Uh, I know I come from a traditional background, uh, Hank, and where, where false advertising was, was handled very abruptly in the traditional world. Let's talk about it now on the internet side and uh, maybe some implications that you see coming down the pike. And thanks so much for being on the show today, Hank. Hey, John. It's my pleasure. Thanks for, uh, for freeing up some time for me. You know, Absolutely. one thing I think that might be helpful for those of us who weren't uh, who weren't privileged to to listen in on the last show is maybe you could just summarize for me and and other folks who might be interested some of the the feedback you got last week. 
Absolutely, and I'll go ahead and turn that over to the Click Father because you you really uh, had had some uh, an abundant amount of things to say about it before. So, Click, what's on your mind? Well, uh, I'll say we got a lot of things. We got uh, warnings from fellow marketers that we'd be starting an exodus not to talk about this subject. We got uh, we got quite a few different very interesting um, uh, comments. Um, you know, the government has not stepped in, from what I know. And Hank, you may, you may uh, clear that up in a minute. Um, to, to regulate it, it's it's very very borderline. Uh, but I mean, it, to me, it's obvious, and and to most people we've spoken to, I mean, if you go to a site that looks like it's a newspaper and says that this woman's just has four kids and all of a sudden is making fifty thousand dollars a week with this new business, um, they're leading people to believe that it is a real publication while it's not, and that's what people are then giving a lot of uh, weight to that publication and, and believing the story's real. Um, so, I mean, I think that's the, the false advertising part is really the part that just like, you know, like anything else is the part that now you've got a consumer that doesn't, uh, it feels they were being defrauded and then it, it becomes a, a big mess on the way back. Um, so I think that is really the, uh, the, the point that, uh, that we need to discuss is, you know, where, where can you be smart about it? You know, Publishers Clearinghouse is very smart where it's, you know, you, you may have won a million dollars and they have all these people open up their snail mail and now the email as well um, and participate but they've got the disclaimers there. Most of these don't have disclaimers. They may just deceive people. So what, what are your thoughts, Hank? No, I think that's, that's right. It's, I, I, as in, I think, so many contexts, I, I think one can apply sort of a, a sniff test to some of these things. And that's, you know, that's, I think, the same whether you're approaching it from uh, an advertiser's perspective or even for consumers. The, you know, the Federal Trade Commission, for example, who I think folks will probably look to, and they have a proposed rulemaking out there that's going to clarify a lot of this. The, they're, they're, under the Federal Trade Act, their opinion in this context, as in most others, is that if something is false and deceptive in such a way as it's likely to mislead a consumer into doing something they probably wouldn't otherwise do, then it's a concern. And, and I, you, know, you, you look at some of the examples out there, uh, of things that that people say, and Kevin, the, the example you pointed out is, I think, a perfect one. You know, uh, I, you know, lost my job, needed something to do, uh, stumbled onto this internet business, and never expected to make twenty grand a month starting within three weeks. That sort of stuff is is going to get you in trouble. And you know, increasingly, it, you're, I mean, what you're finding now is that some of the, I think, the larger networks are, are becoming very vigilant, much more so than anything we've we've seen yet on the government side, in terms of trying to rein in the publishers and other folks that they work with. And I think that's how, that's really what we want to see happen. We want to see the the force of regulation. I think come within the industry for the right reasons. Sure. And uh, if you do, if you'll take a moment and go to inboxedradio.com, that's I-N-B-O-X-E-D radio.com, we've got four examples of what we're talking about, so you can actually take a look at that while, uh, while Hank is talking about it as well. From the punishment side, do you, do you, see, do you see Washington getting involved and in, in putting, putting some guidelines down, which could be, in many cases, uh, they would have to be very descriptive of what they're saying. Otherwise, it could be a moot point or even a vague law that they would put together. Well, yeah, you know, I think enforcement in in this context, as in most, is you know from the regulator side, it's it's something like a game of whack-a-mole. You look to smack the head that's popped up the highest and is screaming the loudest. So where you know the most of the enforcement in the in the flog context so far has come in, for example, the government grants context, where. 
you know, the FTC, I think, had a couple of different agendas for getting involved there to try to rein in some of those advertisements. But one of the tools that they found folks were commonly using were fake blogs. And I think from the regulator's perspective, that's how they end up doing a lot of learning about particular techniques, is they go looking for one thing. And in the course of looking for that, they realize the, the folks they're after are leveraging a bunch of different tools. So now they have flogs on the mind. Um, you know, I, I, I think they're getting much more interested in it than they were even eight months ago before the government grant uh, enforcement began. But they do have a proposed rulemaking that came out earlier this year that we should probably talk about, because I think that's going to sort of clarify where they're, where they're going to be focusing. Yeah, we got uh, just a couple minutes left here, um, and Bennett Kelly just chimed in that uh, public publish, Publishers Clearinghouse got tagged a few times as well. Yeah, that's right. I mean, some of the folks that have committed, uh, one of my favorites that I've seen, which is, is sort of a, is, is more than loosely related to this, we've probably all seen the video that's out there. Ends up it was, uh, you know, the, the Denmark Bureau of Tourism had a hand in this thing, which is a, you know, a beautiful woman who's holding a child, and, and it purports to be a video where she's trying to locate the, the man who, you know, on a uh, one night in Denmark ended up having a, you know, a sort of little amorous relationship with her. And it ends up this is a tourist piece that, that the tour, Denmark Tourism actually had a hand in. It's a very well-produced piece. You wouldn't know from, uh, from watching the video. You know, Walmart has found itself on the wrong side of this issue. Sony has found itself on the wrong side of this issue. So it's not just something that happens on, you know, on the margins. Yeah, I guess uh, that campaign go to Denmark and get laid probably didn't uh, probably didn't come off the way they wanted it to. Uh, no, not ultimately. Although I, I, I do believe I saw a fair amount of email chat from college friends who who all of a sudden everybody seemed to want to go to Copenhagen. <laughs> oh, so I think it got hey, some traction somewhere. So um, that you know, one thing I, I would just add for for folks who are and recognizing we're short on time, you know for. Keep an eye on what the FTC is doing here with flogs. They have, you know, their new rulemaking, which I think clarifies what they already, what they already believe. You know, it, it lays out some pretty basic guidelines, and what you know, it really comes down to, you know, there should be a kernel or more, at least a kernel of truth in everything you say. Uh, don't, you know, things like fake endorsements, things that are utterly lacking in fact, fake testimonials, you know, this stuff is definitely going to draw ire if you end up with the regulator focusing on you. You know, these guidelines speak to use of experts, whether or not an expert has to have actually tried something before endorsing it. They speak to whether or not somebody who has an affiliation with a manufacturer or seller of a product has to add if they're talking about the product if they have to describe that affiliation. So, you know, maybe some other time we get some more time to focus on those guidelines, but they're available on the FTC site, or we can send them out to anybody who wants them. They're a really good, uh, I think they're a good resource that's, that's, that's going to lay the groundwork, you know, for, for enforcement both at the federal and state levels. Well, if somebody wants to get in touch with you uh, quickly and have that conversation, how can they get in touch with you, Hank? Sure. Our website is KB Internet Law. Dot com like Cronenberger Burgoyne kbinternetlaw.com and uh, my email's up there phone number's up there as, uh, as is my partner Carl's. Okay, very good. Again, we've been talking with Hank Burgoyne of Cronenberger Burgoyne LLP. They're an internet law firm based in San Francisco. Kevin, just about 30 seconds left. Anything that you would uh, like to say uh, to close out the show? No, I just want to thank everybody for uh, coming on the show. I think we had a very good show. Um, love the show ideas. You know, the show this week was put together by... Uh, 
by an idea or a comment that somebody made about email marketing being dead, um, I would encourage everybody to keep on sending the uh, comments or questions at inboxradio.com. And uh, we will just uh, keep on delivering the content that people are asking for. And see everybody at, uh, at Tech New York. Absolutely. And again, you can, uh, you can uh, listen to the show. Uh, it is done live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. And that is Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time. So if you want to check in and be on the show live, we welcome you to do that. Remember, as always, you can go to inboxradio.com. Uh, for the Clickfather and Dr. Delivery, I am the big fat boo, John Fondi. It's been a great Inbox Radio show. We'll see you next week. Thanks again, Brasco, for all your help as well.